I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hi, everyone. Today, I had an episode planned that I was scheduling to kind of put out that I recorded last week. And because of all of the things that have been happening with the protests and the riots and the death of George Floyd, I just thought I would talk a little bit about how our family has been dealing with this. I don't want to make any other big social statements um, because that's not really what my podcast is about. But I did want to just kind of talk about how we've been navigating this week because it's just been kind of weird. And I know in many cities there's curfews and there's been protests and riots and it's just a little bit scary. And all of this can feel very overwhelming. So I just wanted to take a minute to talk about that today. And so I'm not sure if this podcast is going to be really short. I have obviously some thoughts written down, but um, hopefully this will be helpful. And if not, you can just, I guess, turn it off, obviously. (laughs) So I will just begin on a little bit describing our family. Um, For those of you who may not know, um, I guess I want to just say our family is full of multiple skin tones. My husband is biracial. His mother is this cute, um, lovely blonde lady. And and my husband's dad is, or he was, he passed away about 10 years ago. Just this dynamic, fun-loving, very dark black guy. <laughs> and... They have six children, all biracial, and my husband is the oldest of all their children. And I think when I first met my husband, I just, I didn't really think much about it until, and I was, I was a history major. And as I got to know him and got to know his family, I just thought his parents getting married in the early seventies, it was quite remarkable. And yet he was just like, yeah, they're just my parents, whatever right? We just live our lives and and we do normal things. And I just thought that was always really interesting that we kind of don't realize the significance of what our parents may have done because they're our parents. And maybe they, I don't even know if Cindy and Leo really thought, oh, we're doing this kind of really significant thing by falling in love. (laughs) But they've raised some great kids, and my husband is one of them. So I'm grateful to them. So our children, that we have lighter-skinned kids and really dark-skinned kids. And it was always really funny when we would be getting ready to have a baby. We'd just kind of be guessing, oh, this is... 
I just didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> and my favorite um, story is when my fourth daughter was born and her name is Sophie and she has a skin tone just like me. So she's very just white <laughs> and I just wasn't expecting to have a child like that. I just thought I would have more either darker brown or I just thought that that they would all just kind of come out evenly, right? And she was born and I just was like, oh my gosh, I think I've had one of my sister's children. This is so crazy. <laughs> and yet she's, you know, obviously our children. <laughs> um, and then my, I have two children that um, are older than Sophie and younger than Sophie who are very darker skinned. And sometimes they get darker than my husband in the summertime. They, they get dark in the sun so easily. And it's, it's pretty crazy sometimes. And even with those two children, I got asked a lot if they were adopted or if they were from another country. In our family, we just talk about skin tones and it's just kind of part of everyday life. And I don't know <laughs> what I'm really trying to say with this, but I wanted just to give you a backdrop. And then also, I feel like just living, we live in Cleveland. We, I feel like we live in a very diverse area. And so we see a lot of people who are black and of all these different races. So I'm, I'm kind of grateful for where we live. And right now we're actually out visiting my mom in Utah. She's suffering from a brain tumor and we're here helping to take care of her and so it's been kind of this weird experience to be not in my city and seeing protests in my city but then also see protests in this city and cities across the country as well as kind of seeing how everyone is dealing with this and their curfews now and there's all these things in place on top of all the COVID stuff. And there's just so many things that are overwhelming right now. And it can feel scary. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about my first thoughts about everything that happened. And then talking to my daughter. Because we had this really good conversation. Although I felt like it could have been way better. But obviously I'm just an imperfect mom. And so... I do imperfect things. And, um, but I was grateful to have the conversation. Um, I did have to circle back because I feel like I just made mistakes and wasn't listening as well as I should have. And I felt like that was good too. <laughs> Even my poor husband, we both felt like we just had to circle back with her because were we really listening? Anyway, so when I first heard about, um, George Floyd, it was my daughter is she's like, did you hear about this? And I kind of was just like, oh, I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with this right now. And we were on a, a vacation with my family and I just didn't, oh, I didn't want to deal with some hard things. And I wanted to dismiss it. I wanted to just not really think about it. And I think sometimes when really bad things happen, it's just really hard to recognize and and it's just you don't want it to be real maybe that really did is that a real story I mean I remember thinking that is that real is someone making this up 
because I don't want to believe that there are people out there like that. And yet, you know that there are, there are bad people. There is evil out there and it can be really overwhelming. I just remember we sat down a couple days ago after the riots are happening and we're just having this conversation with my daughter and I thought I was really trying to listen. But I think looking back as I see myself, I was scared myself for this reality, these riots and all these things happening. What is going on? And yet you knew that there are bad things happening and they've happened in the past. And and I just wanted to like assure her that not every police officer was going to act like that. And not everybody believes all these things that are scary and racist. And, and I think I kind of would jump in to say things because I wanted to assure her that there were good people in the world and that there were good things. And I think there were times where I just shut her down and she didn't really want to talk because I kept, I don't know, not really listening. And she was scared. She's scared for her friends. She has so many friends that this impacts from school. And she really was scared. And I think I just, I didn't really just let her express that better. And so that's probably why I had to circle back and just let her know, hey, I just, I'm sorry. Let's just talk a little more. And we did. We talked about the hard things that are happening in this world. And sometimes those are hard conversations to have. And sometimes, I don't know why it seemed really uh, just back and forth. And, and maybe it was just me. I wanted to assure her. I wanted her not to be afraid. And yet I think I can let her have that fear. I can't really control how she thinks and I can't control the world. And so I just sometimes need to just let her have that fear and recognize it and help her realize that, yeah, there are bad people in this world. And this guy did this horrible thing. And everybody is so sad about it. Not only because of that, it's because all of the things that have happened throughout history to, to the black people. Um, it's just awful. At the very end of our conversation, I loved what my husband talked about. He's like, in the end, it really all is about relationships. Because as we get to know people, they're just people. Obviously, they're full of the dynamics of their skin color and the, where their family's from and where they live and all these things. And as you get to know them, you see them as a person. And that is what we really ended up talking about is seeing people for who they really are. And I just really love that. And I, I it sounded less scary because he's like, as people see your friends, they're going to just see them as who that person is, whether it be Caleb or Leroy or all these people that we know, or even my son, you know, there are times where I worry about him and him doing dumb things and not, and no one knowing how awesome he really is. And so I just love that we ended about like it's, it's, it is, it's just about relationships and how we can develop and love people just for who they are. And seeing them for really who they are. I loved this quote um, that I just found from Mother Teresa. Um, it was after she was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And someone asked her how to promote world peace. And what she said was, go home and love your family. 
And I just love that. That is so simple, right? Because it feels so overwhelming. There's so many things like how can we help our governments and how can we reform the way the police are doing this? I mean, there were so many things that out there that are wrong and it can feel super overwhelming. And I just love that she brought it down to just go home and love your family. I mean, she was surrounded by so many poor people in Calcutta and she knew that she couldn't help all of them, but she would just do her best. And I think that is the whole point of doing our best to love other people, right? And love our families. I think it's just really interesting. I think about individually in my family, how different everybody in my family is. And you just multiply that by a ton as because everybody in this world is so different and unique and they have unique gifts and we just need to recognize that as we live in our family, that's just this little tiny microcosm. And as we love them for who they are, I mean, I think of all my children, how they all came into the world so differently. Some were late, some were early, some were smaller, some were bigger. They didn't all sleep the same or they weren't, they weren't eaters in the same way. I mean, they were just all very different and they still are different as they, as the way they learn, as the way they grow, as we learn to discipline them and help them um, be better people. It's really this little, you know, microcosm, you know, cause they're all, they grow different, they grow differently. And, um, so I just love that quote because it is so evident. If you go home and love your families, that is a beginning. That is where you can start and make a difference because we can only begin with one small thing. And I love that part because that's, that's something that I can do. I can love my family and I can talk to them and we can try to make a difference in our small little sphere. And the one thing I just found interesting for those of you who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I just found it super interesting this week that in our Come Follow Me study, for those of you who aren't members, we have this book of study that has like certain scriptures we're supposed to study as a family each week at home. And this week it's about Alma, who does, who is the chief judge, and he is also the chief priest in the land. And this is from the Book of Mormon, which is another scripture and testament of Jesus Christ that we believe in. I just really thought it was interesting that Alma, who was the chief judge and the chief priest, saw people were becoming, I love how they say, becoming lifted up in the pride of their hearts and just becoming more wicked. They're not caring for the poor because a couple chapters before they were just this loving community and caring and loving for the poor and needy as well as prospering and just being good citizens. And then they start kind of being lifted up in their pride. I kind of just like that because that's really what it ha- what happens to us is we, we get lifted up in our pride and we think we're better than other people. And what he decides to do is he needs to go and give up being a judge over the people and he needs to travel around and remind them about Jesus Christ and remind them about 
loving God and where is their hearts that they need to be born again, essentially. Or I love the question. He says, have we received the image of God in our countenance? And he wants them to remember that we need to be compassionate and loving and we need to be long suffering and forgiving, forgiving, and that we also need to be willing to look and see how we're living our lives and being um, willing to give up things that we think that may be prideful and that we are repenting of things or if we're lifting up ourselves over people that that's not a good thing. I just thought that was kind of remarkable that right now that is what we're studying in the scriptures in the Book of Mormon at least that's what our family is studying and we can talk about that how as really the solution is changing our hearts and ultimately the solution is coming unto Jesus Christ for he will change us and heal our hearts for there are deep wounds that people need to be healed of that I don't know if really as much as we can become better people that it is only through Jesus Christ that we can really be healed. I think that's really my message today is that it is about relationships, getting to know people and really being healed and of our pride and the way we think about others and um, coming unto Jesus Christ and have our hearts changed. And I love this quote. I'm going to share two more things. I just thought of this and then I, I thought of a poem or a saying by Mother Teresa. And then as I was looking that up, I found some other really good quotes. And the other one was, don't wait for leaders, do it alone, person to person. And I just love that because that's so true. We can make a difference as we care for each other one by one. And that's how Christ would have us do that. And I'm just going to finish with this. I guess it's a quote or poem um, by Mother Teresa. As we think about doing things, sometimes the world does seem evil and overwhelming and there's all these things wrong. And we still need to choose to be good, righteous people. Um Anyway, you probably all heard this, but I'm just going to read it again and finish with this. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. For you see, in the end, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. And I think as we all learn to change our hearts and realize it's between us and God, that we can make a difference, even if it's just within our little family. And I hope that helps. And I hope you guys have conversations with your kids and your family because I know this is hard. And on top of all the pandemic and the COVID thing, that's already kind of scary and 
it's just been hard that this just doesn't really help and it compacts everything. So yeah, have a conversation with your kids, love them, and um, I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. you enjoyed today's episode if you have any questions come by findingthefloor.com where i will have show notes and links for anything i've mentioned today special thanks to seth johnson for creating and performing the theme music come back next week and thanks for listening 